is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. It's June, which means the month that summer starts, Father's Day, and getting ready for July 4th. That means getting all of your grilling and barbecue supplies in order. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. And get this, as a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this summer by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. So visit the thekansascitybarbecuestore.com today for all of your barbecue needs. It's Luke Darnell here. Uh, this is Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. And if you haven't been paying attention to the barbecue world, you've seen the name rising up through the KCBS point standings this year. Uh, but for those of us that, that have known him, he's been a great cook for a long time. So I'd like for everybody to join me in welcoming Urkel Chila with Uncle Pig's Barbecue Pit. How you doing, my friend? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You've been on a little bit of a heater, huh? We're How you doing, some... buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'd be a lot better. Uh, my phone's would work. <laughs> You've been on a little bit of a heater, huh? Uh, we, we've been we've been lucky, you know, going through it. Scored a couple of GCs in Virginia here in a row. That's been good. Virginia seems to like me a little bit. <laughs> Some parts of it. <laughs> Some parts. There's always that Frederick where it wasn't so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a rough day. That was a rough day. Well, con- congratulations, my friend. It's great to great to see you up there near the top. You're, what, one point behind right now in Team of the Year? One point right now. That's yeah. Great. Great. I, I would never expect that to happen. Not, not I, in my lifetime, you know. <laughs> So how did you how did you get into competition barbecue? How did this all start for you? Well, it was basically a uh, a competition between me and my brothers. Um, you know, they were under the impression that boiling ribs was was the way to go, and I kind of said, "No, I think you got to smoke them." So you know, I always had an idea that I like to start, try smoking a little bit. But so we had a little backyard competition and. We, uh, the smoker kind of won hands down. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I bought that little smoker and I, I was uh, actually called a smoking Tex. It was an electric guy. And I started doing some parties at my house. It was for family and all. And everything tasted really well. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do this. So we're going to try. So then my cousin, he actually owned a store and a restaurant and he was a judge. He said, you know, you ought to try doing a competitive barbecue. I'm like, competitive barbecue? Is there such a thing? <laughs> right <laughs> and he said yeah so i i went and i tried to join up uh, i actually joined in wildwood my first competition and i got embarrassed pretty well <laughs> and that started i'm like i'd like to go embarrassed I, I gotta try again right you you always have struck me as someone that when something doesn't work out that's not going to dissuade you from trying again <laughs> no i was not going to let that persuade me absolutely not 
Although it did have its moment. I did. There was a time in 2016, boy, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's barbecue is a humbling sport. I can tell you that. Is that the infamous Fredericksburg incident? Oh, no, that was that was so in 2015. We had a we had a good season. We went to the Jack, finished fourth. You know, I'm like, yeah, I got this barbecue thing down. It's got to tweak a little bit. And well, 2016, I think I might have got one call at a 17 contest. One oh. call. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to quit this sport. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's pretty ugly. I mean. Yeah, it's and now now unfortunately we do have to talk about the Fredericksburg story because we brought it up twice. Um, well, you were there to you were there to guide me off the edge and pick up my brisket. <laughs> it was uh yeah um so we were at this contest in Fredericksburg and uh, and uh, Urkel's buddy Jake, who I think he was what fifteen at the time. Yeah, he's fifteen. Yep. And uh, he was running the brisket box and he was running across this field. And I'm like, Jake, you got to run faster. You got to run faster. You're not going to make it. And he went up around the corner and then he come back and he's holding the box and he just looked at me and he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'll walk back with you. <laughs> I remember. Uh, and you were, you were like, Oh no, no, no. And I was like, I, I was like, man, he tried so hard. I Hell, I hope he's around. <laughs> oh, he, he was trying. That was completely my fault, too. I mean, it wasn't nothing that he did. I'm in there washing dishes at, like a fool, and I'm like, oh, I got plenty of time. And before I knew it, it was, you know, 133 and change. I'm like, <gasps> shit. Take, go, just go, just go. Just, just go, just take it. And it wasn't uh, even in the box yet, Luke. It wasn't even in the box yet. Yeah, that's nuts, man. But we all learn from our mistakes. Like, that, oh, yeah. You know? oh yeah, I got two I water puddles on my table that I, uh, it's my stainless steel table where I bang my fist down. So <laughs> it's funny that it happened. You know, big Raz, big dude, right? Yeah. His wife said, she said, he, she said, you got to go talk to him. He, he, he's, he's flipping out over there. He said, I'm not going nowhere near that guy right now. Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm not going. Forget it. <laughs> He says he's pounding on things, throwing things you can forget about. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's yeah, a big guy. Was, yeah. I, 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 yeah. He'd calm me down for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yep. you've, you've, you have an interesting life outside of barbecue. How has your career and life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pit master on the competition trail? Well, as you know, I own a gas station and repair shop. Yep. And having the repair shop is five times worse than having a, a a mess up at a barbecue competition. It's just you have to learn to to, to roll with it and and fix things that are that come on up upon you unexpectedly. And that's usually it happens a lot in both fields. I mean, it's just you know, like, like this weekend, for example, my generator started acting up and it shut my trigger off and it went down to a 30 minute shutdown mode. <laughs> wow. And uh, somehow or another, I was able to get it started again with, with my torch and getting going and uh, was able to somehow luckily grab first place ribs out of that. It was, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just tough. Being, just being able to roll with it. That's the key. Roll with it. Yeah. I mean, that's for me. That's, 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 you know what? And being able to like, people and like i have people a lot of people to help me uh when we do these things and 
as long as everybody's doing what they're doing as a team, everything works smooth, you know. So it, just putting people in the right place and, and trying to be in the right place yourself. Yeah. No, that's – dude, that's a lot of it. You know, I've surrounded myself with some pretty great people too, and that's the only way that I get through it is with them. Yeah. I mean, how hard would it be without Kim? Very hard. I mean, oh, it's hard without I, Jake. It's hard without Max. It's hard without Vince. It's hard without, uh, you know, Mike. It's hard without everybody that goes with me. You know, when you're by yourself, it's hard. It it makes it challenging. Yeah, I've done a few by myself now, and I don't I don't care for it that much. <laughs> <laughs> makes you not like it as much, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's like okay, well, no one's going to clean that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. That's going to stay there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. What's the most surprising thing that's come out of barbecue for you? I'm going to tell you the people. There's so many good people in barbecue. I mean, man, this list is long. You're yourself included. I mean, there's so many people that, that would give you the shirt off their back if you're stuck, if you need something, if you're out of something, if you forget something, and, and they come try to. Some people even try to come give you a hug when you forget a turn in. Some people named Luke. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of that going on. And it's just, and I'm only one person, so I know how it goes. Everyone's like that. And I try to be that way to other people. I really try to, you know, help as much well, as I can. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's funny when you think about just the limited time that you and I have known each other. Yes. And... Uh, how close we've become and how we've both shared in great joys in each other's lives and also yep. great sadness. I mean, yeah. with your, your family stuff and my family stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we, I know everybody thinks it's cliched when we talk about the barbecue family and barbecue people, but it's it's a real thing. It is definitely a real thing. I mean, definitely a real thing. I mean, how I met Mac was I was struggling. I was by myself. And he, we were just talking. Well, I met him at uh, Caratuck, I think it was. But I really got to know him. He was with Mike, and he was walking around. And he's talking to me, and I'm like, you think he could turn my turn-ins for me today? He said, yeah, I'll turn him in. Then he came in and washed the dishes. <laughs> I mean, he just was <laughs> awesome. He just was on top of everything, man. So, And that's how we became friends. I mean, so one thing leads to another. you know. And you don't do that with not good people. Right. Not good people are not going to help you. They're going to leave you stranded. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and there's not too many I know. What's that? There's not too many people in barbecue that I know. Right, I know, I know. It's it's just amazing when you just think about the breadth of people that you get to meet and from all different things, you know. And yep. my favorite my favorite fall time sweatshirt now is my Chila Car Care sweatshirt. I love <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I'm glad it's you like, like it. I could have some new models coming out. <laughs> well, people get scared of me. They're like, who's this guy? You know, he's like, this big, massive guy walking around with a Chila car here. <laughs> with a New Jersey address. What's he all about? <laughs> oh, I get the New Jersey address thing all the time. They think I'm a mobster. <laughs> Bill Let's Jones talk- is scared of me. He's like, uh, whatever you say, sir, whatever you say. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about, uh, you mentioned the Traeger. You have quite an assortment of grills on that rig right now. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. You got a trailer. So everything everything does a, has a purpose for me and what I do. Um, I start everything. I start the brisket and the porks on the drums. Yep. I finish the 
corks on the deep south, the Traeger does the ribs, and the brisket stays on the drum the whole time. And it's, I know, man, it's uh, it's fascinating to watch how you've changed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've said that thought to myself today. I'm like, man, I went from uh, deep south to uh, to some uh, 270s to uh, uh, I had a um, a couple Webers. I mean, that was I had a, a selection of stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I went down to one. You know, after watching Gibbsy, I'm like, damn, he's winning all these championships with one smoker. I got to right. simplify my life. But that being said, after you, you, you watch the rest of the barbecue world change, you have to be willing to take a chance and change a little. Maybe not your food, maybe not your, your flavor profile, but maybe you're cooking. Like I changed, just changed from drums, from deep south to drum completely. And uh, it, it, it's worked for me. It's worked for me a lot. Yeah. So I have to say it has something to do with uh, how I'm doing it between the, the three smokers. Right. And it's, it's, you really hit on something big here in that it has to be, you have to adapt. Yes. Just, just because something worked one time doesn't mean it's going to work next week or two, two months down the road or next year. You know, you have to be able to pivot and do different things. So this is why I realized, and I feel this is one of the, my stupid ideas of what's happening to some people that were doing well at one time and not doing so well as now or kind of missing this thing. If you're going to do somebody's program and you don't know no other way, that's the only way you know, and that stops working. Well, then you're kind of stuck. Absolutely. You're kind of stuck. You're like, what the shit am I going to do now? I'll go take another class. Classes are great. They do. I mean, listen, when I started, there was no class. There there was no curve. You were, you were screwed up for two or three years before you even got to get a call. Right. I mean, now, there's there's great classes out there, great people. I mean, all that. I mean, your class was great. I mean, uh, you know, Brad and Tim's class was great. Tuffy Stone's class is great. All these guys were great. They weren't offering that shit to us when we first started. <laughs> he wasn't getting that shit. You, that was like a locked and safe stuff. He wasn't getting it. You go figure it out yourself, buddy. I mean, you know, that's how it was. Um, you could now, find you could find help and tips, but you just had to sit there, shut the fuck up, and listen. Yes. And pay attention and then then come back with some like educated questions afterwards. Yes, absolutely. I shut up a lot and I listen a lot. I, I didn't never really ask a whole bunch of questions. I kind of, unless it was something that was burning in my belly, uh, I just was quiet and listened and took it on. And then when you take it all in, you write it all down. Damn it. Don't follow it word to word. Kind of try to make something your own because you're not going to be able to do what Luke does. You're not going to be able to do what Urkel does. You're not, they're, they're different things you have to kind of make it your own and and grab grab it by the horns and you have to do it if not when it goes bad you're not going to be you're going to be stuck and that's what i think the difference is right now for me as i'm getting remember sometimes the best barbecue doesn't win these contests you you know that you got to get lucky and right now i've been getting lucky i've been turning in decent food and getting lucky um you know with the tables and all that a lot of shit goes into that absolutely But but i think everything i'm doing is a little bit different than the other guy because it's not, not say word to word, but it's not as close to this class, not as close to that class. And like I said, there's a lot of good classes out there, but you want to, you want to have a, when they taste two of the same things, it's kind of like, well, you know, I kind of like taste really the same. So I've been trying to be a little different and hopefully that's why I'm doing well right now. You know, 
it, it could change tomorrow. You know that. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, nothing stays the same for long in this game. <laughs> no way. No way. Like, I found it out in 2016. <laughs> 2016. I'm trying to remember. Remember you going through that cold spell, and I can't. I can't oh, remember. God, it was horrible. So what did you do to get out of it? What did you do to pull out of it? Well, so I I changed. I went from backwoods to deep south. I I got I got deep south towards the end of the season, and I start messing with it. And and then I I I think I did take a class. I think I took. No, I took a class at the end of two fifteen. Was that mine? I took yours. I took your class. I took Gibbsy's class. and I think I think my biggest problem was I was definitely not cooking to the right tenderness. Um, and and from from what I learned the hard way, the right tenderness develops a, a way different taste than than not having the right tenderness. I, I, I especially with brisket and ribs. I mean, if they're not right tenderness, the taste is off to me. Right. So I, these are the things that you learn, and you can't learn that from a from a class you gotta you gotta probe that bitch and 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 test it yourself and taste it yourself to know what you what you think it should be you know so and i think that's how i pulled myself out of it i, I just i just decided to go more i'm like i'll go more i'll go more i take a couple classes i'll go more <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's very interesting because a lot of people uh, especially recently, a lot of people will go through snaps like that where they're not doing well, they're not hitting, and they just they go away. Yeah, you know, and and it's you know, and I just keep telling people this all the time. I'm like, this is this is a lot of this is a game, you know, yes. and, and figuring out to have the right pieces and putting them in the right places at the right time, and that's and that's sometimes how you got to treat it. Why well, know for sure. This last, this past, uh, the weekend and wise with that, with the brisket I got for 180, it's simply because right before I turned the box in, I took the front two pieces off and changed it with two other pieces because it was bothering me. I'm like, I think they're overdone. I think they're overdone. I think they're overdone. And I, was, I closed the lid. I opened the lid. I took two other pieces out and I had them already cut. I put them right in front of it. I said, they're the ones I'm going with. They're, it was overdone. In my mind, it was overdone and it wouldn't let me go. And it, thank God, knock on wood, it proved, I proved to be right on that one. And I just, you know, I mean, it was, you have yeah. to believe what you're doing. You have to believe what you're putting in that box. All right. I got second place brisket that day. That's nice to hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Should have left those two in there, you bastard. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. It's all right, bud. It's all right. So let's talk about, we started talking about grills a little bit. What's the best or most worthwhile investment that you've made in competition barbecue? Huh. Well, I'm going to say probably my trailer was a very good investment as far as um, being organized. Having, yeah. And I think, you know, and it's, it goes un, unspoken, you have to get some sleep. I mean, when I first started this game, I was up for 24, 25, 26 hours um, watching fire and it just, and it ate me up. I was so at the and when I was finishing stuff or trying to get some things done, I skipped steps. I missed steps because I was just tired. So when I had this, when I got this, the other trailer, I was able to get some sleep in between the, like the hallway type deal. 
But that got to be aggravating because every time I had to fold the bed up and do this and do that. So when this one came around, uh, it definitely gave me a, a better a better way of putting my head down and getting some rest. Uh, and, and, drum, and drum smokers helped me a lot, too. I, I got to say that they helped me and, and the Deep South helped me. I mean, they, they definitely did their part in, in, in helping me with my investment, getting better at this sport. But I kind of think if, it, if I stayed with, with what I was doing with whatever, you would have, you would have been okay, you know, as far as the smoker. Um, but each, like I said, each one has, a, has its own personal great worth to me. Each one does something special for me. Right. And that's important. That's important. Do you have anything that you've spent $100 or less on that really has changed your game? $100 or less. Hmm. Yeah. This is my favorite question because this is something that somebody could go and get like tomorrow, you know, uh, could be, you know, like one of my favorites is the little thumb spice grinders that I use. Okay. Well, this is, this was one of the things that I was going to say. Um, that was probably one of probably the best low cost item I've had only because like we've talked about in our own personal conversation as far as finishing dust, because I had some ribs, somebody I know in New Jersey, where it was so damn good. I, I, I'm like, what'd you put on them? And you never told me. <laughs> but they were, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That that finishing dust, the finishing powder, and I grind mine up. Then I even grind it again with with the with the actual thumb thumb grinder. Uh, so that was a, that's a very good investment. Um, the spit jack injection injector is pretty good. I don't know if that was over, under 100 hours or not. But that was that was a, right around there. Yeah, that was a game changer as far as speed. Um. That's that. I mean, sure. There's other things I'm going to remember. We have to we hang up. But. That's fine. <laughs> if they come to you during, when we're saying this, just let me know. I will. It's all good. Um, do you use a lot of technology? Well, obviously, you use some technology because you've got so many cookers going. Um, are you still using gurus and stuff like that? Yes. So what I do, I do. I only do it with the um, with the Deep South. I have the Deep South actually connect it to my. I have 40 inch TV in my sleeping quarters. So when I'm sleeping or while I'm working in the kitchen, I can just look over and see on a big screen what's happening. Um, but for the drums, I, I use, I just use the dots. So yeah. yeah. So dots and, and, and the guru. It's just for an eyeball. Right on. Right on. Makes sense. This podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. Let's talk about people. So who has impacted your life most in competition barbecue? Who impacted my life most? Well, I guess starting out, um, you know, the, the Tuffy Stones, mm-hmm. the yeah, even uh, listen. You may not believe it, but uh, you because you was always getting calls, and I was like, Man, "Who is this guy?" Even like, Dan <laughs> from Three Eyes, all you guys were getting calls. I'm like, 
Paul Huff. I mean, these are people that I knew, but I didn't know. I'm like, man, these guys are, they got this barbecue thing down. What the hell? I want to be like these guys. You know, Mike Fay, he was another one that always got calls. I mean, it was just, and I, so it, it, to me, it was like, I'm at the bottom of this rung on this ladder. I'm never going to catch these guys. I'm never going to get up there. These guys are so far much, you know, so when I had my, after I did my first contest, I bombed. The second contest I did, I did very well. The third contest, I went to uh, Dover, Delaware. One of the last ones there and, and Cool Smoke was there. And, and I thought my food was just excellent. And I think out of 48 people, I came in 45th. And I'm like, wow, I'm a long way off of this. I I, I thought it was good. <laughs> so I'm like, boy, I'm going the wrong way with this. I really got to start paying attention. And then I got, I think I, and then I bought my first trailer off of Scott Smith. And he had a big impact on me too, believe it or not. Because yeah, Scott, he actually, Scott's amazing. Yes. He told me, he said, he said, come down. I'll give you a class. I'm having a class. And that was probably the, first class or the only class that that i was able to in the beginning because it was full so everything was new to me i'm like what the you do what with who what the hell you cut this what i couldn't <laughs> believe it i was writing like a sonographer and writing to sit down like a maniac i'm like i gotta keep up with this guy <laughs> and, it, it, and it truly helped me a lot uh, his class truly helped me a lot because i was completely green i had no idea what i didn't even know what blues hog was when, when at a competition and paul huff come over and he wanted to taste my rub and he tasted my rub and He's like, I-, I would use that one. I'm like, okay, cool. Then he comes over and goes, oh, you see my blue hogs? I'm like, what the hell's the blue hogs? Oh, the blue hogs? my barbecue sauce. I'm like, I know. I never heard that before in my life. <laughs> when I first tried, I never heard that before in my life. And he's yep. like, uh, it's, 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 and he's like that's, that's barbecue sauce. I'm like, shit, nobody, not everybody uses a, I'm a, a sweet baby rays. you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I yes, remember when I came to that. Yep. <laughs> I remember my first revelation on that as well. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, the amount of stuff that I wasn't doing. It's amazing yeah. that I even got a call. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. What was the biggest turning point for you as a pitmaster? Um, probably was, was it that first class? It was definitely Scott Smith's first class, and yeah. it would have probably been Luke's first class. It would have probably been Mark Gibbs' first class. It would have probably been Tuffy Stone's first class, because I had no idea what went into competition barbecue. None, right? Not a drop. Uh, and then the other classes I took, they all had impacts. They all did. They all. I was able to take something from every one of them. Um, uh, pieces here I, I may not use all of it anymore but it's it's knowledge that's in your head or in a book or in a piece of paper that like i have a book that's really really thick uh and i go back to it uh occasionally when if things aren't working or if i think i'm missing something i'm like what am i doing am i doing something wrong or something i gotta go look and i go look and i'm like oh shit i did i did forget a step you know right. that's that's how this happens you you think you got it in routine and you routine and you're like and you miss something so it's good to have all that backup knowledge Absolutely. I go back on my notes all the time, dude. All the time. My wife always says to me, what are you doing? I'm like, I just got to go freshen up. <laughs> I just got to freshen up. <laughs> I got to freshen well, up. I'm trying to make a timeline. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> if you just can't sit on a catch and watch TV, can you? I'm like, yeah, but I got my book with me. 
looking. I can do both. I promise. I can do both. I can do both. What the? Now, I know. Oh my God! How long is this going to take? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you this question. And if it cuts us off, we're going to have to start a new meeting because eight minutes isn't going to be long enough. I don't know why this thing popped up, but. Okay. All right. So next question. And I know some of these um, because I adopted one for a long time. But do you have any rituals or habits or routines or superstitions that you got to do during your competition? Just just a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. Well, one we we can't we can't talk about, um, but you know it well. I, I've only I've only given that to one person in my whole life, and that is you. Wow, that is you. I, f- I feel honored. That's then that is yeah. the honest to God truth. I mean, other people may know about it as far as the people on my team because they see me walking around with that thing and <laughs> like, what the yep. fuck are you doing? I'm like, don't pay attention. Don't Just worry don't about it. it. Don't worry. Don't about worry it. about it. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that I do the same. Like tonight when I went to go pick up my chicken, I had a I had a front row spot in Whole Foods. I'm like, nah. I'm going to go park in the same spot I park all the time. I park away from the building, facing the building, like right in the middle in front of the doors, and it's way back. And I'm like, I do it all the time. I just do it all the time. Um, <laughs> just crazy shit. I mean, I got to try to make sure I wear the same Crocs, uh, the same socks. I mean, it's just stupid shit. And it doesn't mean nothing because you, you, you don't win all the time. So, yeah, it could be easy to forget that. But you're like, no, nah, I think I'll just do that again. It's It's nuts. I'm, you, you got a couple too. Oh, I got a bunch, but you always have the same thing on. And yep. you always, it's. <laughs> it's time to upgrade the Uncle Pig shirt. I do that or I wear a Royal Oak shirt. Um, but the Royal Oak shirt is like a 5X and is way, way too big. Um, right. See, but I still wear it. I, I wore it in Virginia. You may, if you could look back at the, the Virginia day two, I had that, that Royal Oak shirt on because I didn't do good on day one. I did okay on day one, but I didn't do good enough, I thought. So I'm like, I'm wearing my World Oak shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we GC'd, I'm like, keep that son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't want right. to change. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, so you do the same thing every week. Like you try same and radio, same, same place, same, same place, uh, playlist. Um, I put it on and people probably get tired of hearing it. And I don't probably even hear the words no more, but I do it at like, like 1140 all the time. Same playlist. Same playlist. Yeah. Man in a box, everyone up. It's just the same thing all the way up. Oh, what a great <laughs> song for songs. <laughs> what a great song for turn-ins, Man in the yeah. Box. Yeah, that's 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 my favorite. That's my very first one I play all the time. I'm totally stealing that. It's okay, that's Dad. A... You can have it. <laughs> good that's people. A... Like I said, good people get whatever they want. Listen, I'll give you a story about this weekend. So we were, we were, at, you know, we were at Red Galax, and I'm at the very end of turn-ins, and I'm watching Rooters and Tudor's wife come, and she is walking. She has, and it's, I know it's a minute and five seconds, kind of a fast walk, and she's walking. I'm like, I, I can't, I'm, I can't. So you have forty seconds, forty seconds. She starts running. She makes it within three seconds. So yeah, yes, good people. Wow. They, I'm not going to try to let nobody fail on purpose. I'm not going to do that. So if you want to have my song, Daddy, you can have it. <laughs> We're all good. I know that. I know that. All righty. Well, man, I think it's been it's been fun having you on here. Uh, you know, and it's it's actually 
my fault that we didn't do this sooner. Uh, oh, it's okay. But it's we actually worked. It. It's actually we, worked we out great. Uh, we're actually going to do something in person probably this weekend. Okay. Uh, when we're at Spring Grove duking it out, we'll probably All get right. Bill, Bill Gillespie involved and that's cool. A couple others, but now we got to do the rapid fire, buddy. I'm ready. All right. What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? What do I see on social media upsets and bothers me? I, I really don't like when we um, when uh, someone goes out there and puts their stuff on uh, social media as far as pictures and this and that, and then kind of complains about these scores and stuff. I mean, it's not going to go away. Uh, I, we all agree with sometimes the scores that go out there. It's just tough to listen to all the time because we all have lived it. I mean, we've all know yeah. it. I mean, it's you know we have that personal stuff like look check this picture out. Can you ever got a fucking seven for this? And it's right. hard to do. It. Some sometimes people would do it. They deserve it. Exactly. That's what you want to say you're like dickhead. Your shit was ugly. Yes. <laughs> yes, you deserve that. Oh, that's right. That's amazing. That might be the quote of a podcast history. <laughs> dickhead, you deserve that. <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite uh, pre, during, or post competition meal? Um, no, I do not. I, I, I back in the day, maybe I would go to a, a restaurant and have a cheeseburger on the way home. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just I, I, the, I the two bites of ribs, a couple of slivers of brisket. I eat it, kind of fills my tank up. You're good to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> do you have? It's a now fav- it's a, a zero Gatorade. <laughs> there you go. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? I like giving all my leftovers to like Jake. He takes to the racetrack or give them to Vince sometimes. And uh, Mac takes them to his people at work. Uh, I, I like giving their leftovers away to people coming up like the judges or, or people walking by. I know I'm not supposed to, but if they ask, I give it to them. Yeah. That's cool. This weekend, last weekend, it paid off. I got a bottle of moonshine and a, and a bottle of uh, bourbon. <laughs> some locals brought me some bourbon and moonshine i know where i'm hanging out this weekend i got uh, in the trailer too <laughs> all right last question if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it getting a message out to millions what would it say and why as far as barbecue wise doesn't have to be barbecue wise it can be a life message well my life message is kind of be nice to people as you would like them to be nice to you because you know what this this uh, life's too short fucking people are too mean or too nasty to each other out there um god it's it's and i know that you say earlier it sounds like a cliche but that's the truth you know letting somebody in line when they're when they're trying to get out of traffic i mean these kind of things it's they're very simple and they go a long way for people you know yeah. and, and it makes people's day that's going to start off bad like I go to Dunkin' Donuts almost every morning and I 99.9% of the time buy the people's food behind me. That's Sometimes awesome. it backfires on my face and it's $27, but hey, that's, that's <laughs> kind of what happens. Yep, and I, I always try to give somebody else a good day. You know, you start your off self off with a good day and if they're good and if they have it, they'll pass it to the next person behind them. And you that's know what? Right. And it's, it's, that's, that's my, I know it's kind of corn, corny sounding, but that's the truth. I mean, it just, a smile goes a long way. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk more this weekend, buddy. All right, man. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke TikTok as well. Old Virginia Smoke, one word. That's all you have to search for. It's hilarious. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022.